At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. It is hour number two of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard as we are coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Pritch, it's a fun NFL-less Sunday that we have, but that's not going to stop us from talking about the NFL. Last Sunday, we saw the L.A. Rams become Super Bowl champions, defeating the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20, to 20, or rather, sorry, it was 23-20 to 20 in right. that game there with the Rams failing to cover. Bengals plus four, plus four and a half, plus three and a half, whatever number you got it at, that covers. Game goes under the total of 48 and a half. But what did you kind of make of that game? Any final thoughts as we clean up Super Bowl 56 last week? I was rooting for overtime because I had over, um, <laughs> but it didn't come through. Yeah. Although it could have. Really they, they, right? they were near field goal range. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I did very well with my props. So I had a lot of uh, a plus money situation with the props. And so that helped me out with just the over uh, from a side or total standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, I was on a betcast with Gil and Matt. Uh, they did well. Uh, and then Endgame. Learned a lot about Endgame stuff. And, and Gil did fantastic Endgame as well. Uh, catching three and a half. I think it was three, three and a half for the Bengals. At one wow. point, and so there you go, right? And uh, so um, I, the game played out at, like I thought it would. I, I thought yeah. there'd be big plays. I wasn't scared about the matchup, Jalen Ramsey against Jamar Chase or Higgins on the outside. And I was glad the Bengals weren't scared of that either. The only thing that came to fruition was the fact that the offensive line was just, was just awful. <laughs> I mean. It was a rough second half for them. Right. Imagine – if the Bengals improve their offensive line slightly, what this team can be in the coming season. So I'm optimistic about it. I'm high on the Bengals right now, which I, I never thought I would say that as a player uh, and now as a retired player. But no, I, I think they're on the right path right now. But no, the Rams, uh, they were all in uh, and they and they proved they pr proved worthy. Uh, of winning a championship. Uh, they got it together. They got hot in December. That's where you want to look to get hot mm -hmm. uh, as a team. And uh, they carried that through the playoffs and into the Super Bowl championship. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a fun game. Um, mm -hmm. it, 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 I don't know if it was super well played, 
but it was a close game that was had an entertaining ending there with the Rams being pushed to the brink. That drive by Stafford and Cooper Cup was legendary to take yeah. the lead there. Then Aaron Donald, and it, it was it felt fitting that Aaron Donald was the guy because he mm-hmm. was with the Rams in St. Louis, you know. So it felt fitting that he was the guy that was the one that kind of had the game clinching play with the pressure on Joe Burrow on fourth down there. The props for me did not go as well. Okay. I, had, I had Rams money line, but yeah. my guy Odell Beckham, I was invested, and he was yeah. looking good. He was. He was. I had, was. I had plus twenty nine. 50 MVP for Odell mm. and the first two drives I'm like here we go baby mm-hmm. let's go and then of course he tears his ACL so uh, hopefully it's a speedy recovery for one Odell Beckham Jr. next season here yeah yeah uh, Wanted to ask you, though, as we turn our attention to the 2022 NFL season, and here are the odds boards for the winner of Super Bowl 57. It's never too early, folks, to look <laughs> at the futures market in the NFL. And we have the co-favorites out of the AFC, the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs, both plus 750 here. And then after that, you get the two Super Bowl participants, the defending champion Rams 11-1, to Cincinnati Bengals 12-1. to But when you look at this first page, kind of the, the, the contention if you will, Pritch, anything that stands out to you? Um, like, like I said, I'm high on the Bengals right now. Uh, I, I think a, a, a wave of free agency and they got the cap space. Mm-hmm. If they solidify their offensive line, look out for the Bengals. Uh, and again, I never thought I'd say that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Buffalo, you know, if White, their all-pro corner is yep. healthy, you know, with the offense coming along like they have, they need to be more balanced offensively. Hopefully they'll move and they'll address that too. Uh, I see why they're the favorite. I'm I'm low on the Chiefs right now. Okay. Um, I, I think the Chiefs window might have closed because you have a good three- to four-year run. Uh, if you think about dynasties, that's mm-hmm. typically how long they are. They, they'll run or unless they reload and unless you just have those all-timers. And uh, we know the Chiefs, they do have a couple of all-timers, Kelsey, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, but – Okay, the, the other cast of characters, what's going to happen with those guys? And, and what are they going to do with that offensive line? Because they got to play uh, Orlando Brown if they can. Uh, they, they've already spent a lot of money on the offensive line. Yeah. I think the window's closing, uh, going the other direction. The Rams, I don't think they're going to be able to do what they did last year because they went all in this year. Uh, and that's going to be hard to duplicate. And plus, they were a four seat, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to forget about that. The Cowboys are intriguing 12 to 1 because I think free agency, you got a guy named J.C. Jackson out there who is a young he, he, corner. He's going to require a hefty, hefty price. Which you know Jerry would pay. Yeah. And could you imagine Diggs and Jackson on one side? Of, uh, I mean, if, with that if, defense. If they can get under the salary cap, currently yeah. tw- $21 million over. Over right Gallup. <laughs> I know. I know. Jerry will find a way, though. I, I know Jerry will Gotta find a way. Restructure some guys. Restructure Dak Prescott, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's typically where you can find that extra money or cap space anyway. Uh, so, I mean, the Cowboys. And, that, and that's what I love about the futures market right now and because I can build a position. Mm-hmm. I, I can – sprinkle some money, like just a percentage of my bankroll, like 1%, even a half a percent on some futures and catch some really good numbers prior to free agency. Yeah, I think that's because you're almost having to anticipate what these teams might do. And that's why you see right. some of the teams that have a lot of cap space, like let's say the L.A. Chargers. They have about $50 million in cap space. They're 25-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. But before we go down the odds board, I want to ask you one real quick question about the Super Bowl participants it sounds like you really like the Cincinnati Bengals team. Mm-hmm. So would you say that of the participants that we saw in last week's Super Bowl, the Rams and the Bengals, you think Cincinnati is more likely to get back than L.A.? I, I do. I do. I mean, Odell's going to be a free agent plus uh, o- uh, the ACL. Von Miller's a free agent. Uh, and, you know, he might go back to Denver depending on if they get Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Um, 
And then, you know, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, that was magical what they did this year. Uh, that's going to be just hard to duplicate. You know, the last team we saw win back-to-back Super Bowls uh, was Tom Brady and the Patriots. But that was different. That was not we're all in. That was they built through the draft, and, and certainly they added some pieces along the way, and, and they had to go at quarterback. So uh, the Rams had a magical year, but they were flawed, and that's why they were a four-seed. Yeah, I think, I think that was kind of the story of the NFL playoffs. Like, yeah. all, all these teams were flawed. We saw the Cincinnati Bengals, right. the four seed, make it to the Super Bowl and almost win the damn thing. Like, like a yeah. lot of these teams, like the one seeds were knocked out divisional weekend on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even on Sunday. It was on Saturday, a divisional weekend. So, it, there was no great team, which is why we saw the two teams that got hot towards the end of the year be the representatives of the AFC and the NFC. But let's look a little bit further down the odds board here, Prince. Okay. Some of the medium shot, like the Chargers is a team that I brought up, 25 to 1. They have a lot of cap space. They have the quarterback Justin Herbert, who is terrific. Uh, hasn't played in the playoff game yet, so we'll see what he does in the big spots. But talent-wise, he has all of what you would require to win a Super Bowl. Minnesota Vikings, forty-one. Any of these kind of medium-range shots stand out to you? Yeah, you know, I, I was going to stop with the 49ers because that that one's highly intriguing to me. But uh, I could go down the board a little bit. Uh, what are the Colts going to do at twenty-five to one too? Yeah. Like they they are they are constructed properly to win a Super Bowl. They have everything except a quarterback. I was going to say, I was like, there's a big butt there. <laughs> right. But what if said quarterback arrives, though, in Indy, like from a free agency standpoint or a trade standpoint? So now all of a sudden those odds change from 25 to 1 and what, how high do they go, right? I mean, or how low do they go in terms of um, on the list? But uh, so, you know, the Vikings, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a first-time head coach. Mm-hmm. He's bringing the Rams, even though the Vikings' continuity standpoint, they ran the same offense with Kubiak, Kent, uh, Clint Kubiak. And so now you bring over O'Connell's version of the West Coast offense, and you have some pieces. I, I'm not a believer in uh, Kirk Cousins, though, as that type of player. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm not down the, down the board as much. The Eagles are intriguing because they are constructed okay. I mean, they need some more pieces on the offensive front, I think. Uh, but from a quarterback standpoint, there's some big names being tossed around out there. The Steelers, there's a big name being tossed around with the Steelers, and they're 40 to 1. So, again, free agency can just change so much of the odds that we're seeing right now on the board. And I'm glad you brought up the Philadelphia Eagles, not because I necessarily like them at that number of 40 to 1, but you mentioned it. They have the ammunition to mm-hmm. go out and get better. They have three first-round draft picks. So either they can build around Jalen Hurts with some young talent there, or they could package that to maybe trade for a quarterback that's out there on the market, or they could trade for some other guys. Like, they have the ammunition to do really good things and improve their roster drastically to where that's why you kind of see them hanging around at that 40 to one number Tampa sitting there at 25 to one that to me, it's like, a good quarterback is going to be intrigued by that because that's a really good situation. One of the better offensive lines in football. Mm-hmm. If they're able to re-sign a Ryan Jensen, who's the one of the best centers in right. the league, he is a, a free agent right now, uh, a pending free agent, I should say here. But if they get him back, Werfs is awesome. That offensive line is really good. So maybe one of these quarterbacks, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would want to follow Tom Brady's footsteps, but I mean, it's like, it's a very interesting situation. There could be Jimmy Garoppolo who finds himself in Tampa Bay there. But do the Bucks intrigue you as a team that two years ago, we saw them win the Super Bowl now sitting there at 25. To they one. do intrigue me a little bit, um, but can I see them going all in and who would they go all in at quarterback with? And, yeah. and because Deshaun I, Watson, right? Maybe, well, some rumors about him. Sure. But a quarterback like that, you know, it's not Tom Brady, but a quarterback 
that could perhaps one day be that Hall of Fame type of player or a really, really good quarterback, that's a decent enough roster, like you mentioned, if they bring back some certain pieces. But uh, they got banged up last year, and that, I, I think that was just a hard season uh, for Tampa. The Las Vegas Raiders are intriguing, too, because I, I, I did mention um, the all-in mentality. And, and if you think about what Mark Davis, the owner, did with the Las Vegas Raiders, is they went to the playoffs last year. What they think they can get to another level with Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. And he brings in an entire new staff. And I think they're going to be bold in offseason. They got cap space. I, I mentioned the cornerback from New England. Uh, what if he comes here? Uh, talking about J.C. Jackson yeah. with that defense with Max Crosby. And then who knows that quarterback? Like cool. there's rumblings about if they traded Derek Carr, what they could get in return. And then if they do go, go out and get Jimmy G. Uh, that's a guy who's highly familiar with this offense. Yeah. Josh McDaniels. I want to continue this quarterback discussion <laughs> on the other side because it is really what's going to shape the futures market here in the NFL. Also, I want to ask you about a long shot okay. that you think might be this year's Cincinnati Bengals. We'll continue the NFL futures market discussion. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Oh, yeah. Welcome back inside to BetMGM, baby. BetMGM is the king of sports books, where you can visit BetMGM.com and download the BetMGM app. It is the king of sports books, like I mentioned. Uh, make sure to sign up for that in person. You need your ID in the state of Nevada. You can bet anywhere in the state of Nevada once you get the app there. A lot of offerings over at BetMGM, so make sure you take advantage of those opportunities welcome back inside the vston studios here at the south point hotel and casino this is betting across america presented by bet mgm femi bebefe alongside mike pritchard here we're talking all things nfl futures markets and some interesting options out there for Mm -hmm. teams that are looking for quarterbacks it feels like there are a lot of quarterback needy teams we can see a lot of quarterback movement amongst some teams here in the nfl and that's going to really dictate what the futures market is going to look like a month from now when the free agency period is open it's gonna be the wild wild west pritch like it's one of those things that it's like you don't want to overreact to what we see but we could see some really big moves on deck here in about a month or so well absolutely i mean i I think as a better and if you are interested in the futures market these are the dates you got to pay attention to uh, a little over a week, we're going to have the NFL Combine. If you think about the NFL Combine, 
you're going to have front offices, coaches, GMs, everybody, players from the NFL world, agents from the NFL world all in Indianapolis. It's like a big convention. Right. (laughs) So there's going to be deals struck. Like right now, the reason why an important date in the National Football League when it comes to March uh, because of the new league year, right? And then before the new league year, you have the legally tampering period, the yeah. legal one. <laughs> now, it's illegal right now. I'll tell you what, the legal tampering period is going on right now. It, it, well, it's the illegal <laughs> yeah, tampering the, the illegal period. One. Yeah, so uh, imagine the GM or an agent on a golf course somewhere or on a cruise somewhere or the player. Yeah. And, and so that's what's going on right now. And as a better, uh, insiders are all over this. But as a better, you, you got to be conscious of this. If you want to participate in the futures market, that's why I think the futures market is highly intriguing right now because I know deals are going down. I know deals are being discussed right now just from as a player. I mean, I I got a free agent deal because I was on a golf course with a GM one day. (laughs) Right, right, right. So uh, from my own, I'm a conveyor of experience of this. So, uh, I mean, it's fascinating because we're going to – the NFL will hit the ground running. And if you're not conscious of it, early March, you're going to be like – Okay, what just happened? What yeah. quarterback is where? Wait a minute, how did that happen so quickly? So uh, just keep in mind, if you, if you have some feelings on teams and if you want to build a position, I think it's intriguing right now. Uh, the National Football League in the futures market. Which team was that free agent deal with that you signed on the golf course? Uh, it was Seattle. <laughs> there you go. Seattle. Beautiful Pacific Northwest. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And I, I was living on a golf course out here. Of course, you know, GM, you want to get out of Seattle, you know, to come down yep. here, right? So, um, no, yeah, it was um, a nice golf course out here. And uh, it, it wasn't the illegal tampering period. It was a, I don't know if they even called it tampering at that point. Yeah, we just called it moving money. It was just moving money, getting <laughs> deals done. That's what we call it. <laughs> The movers and shakers are definitely in formation right now as we approach free agency. And one of the, I think, the really good examples of what you're talking about and outlining here with paying attention, because we saw two years ago the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I believe they opened 60-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then there started to be some rumblings about maybe TB12 going to Tampa. And then you started to see people, some really sharp bettors in the futures markets, take those 60-1s. Those get brought down to 40, Mm -hmm. get brought down. And all of a sudden, in a week, it's like Tom Brady really likes Tampa Bay. And he could be going there, and then boom, sixteen to one. And yeah. then he signs there twelve to one, and then that's where they open the season. It's like these things really take shape early on in the futures market. If you want to get ahead, you got to pay attention. What's well, happening right now? I mean, a few weeks ago, a little over a week ago, uh, betting across America during the week, we were talking about the fact that the San Francisco 49ers there was a sizable bet, and I, it was a sizable bet that came in on the 49ers on the futures Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, and it was right before the Steve Youngs and and all these rumblings about Tom Brady wants to finish his career where it all started. San Mateo, right? And, okay, Jimmy G's going to be traded, and could you imagine if Tom Brady ended up in San Francisco? Yeah, I mean. Which he's always wanted to be a 49er, right? He has. It's his childhood uh, favorite team. Sure, and he can buy out of any situation he wants to buy out of in Tampa. If he, you know, the contract, and certainly he retired, but, okay, he would have to owe Tampa money. Okay, here's your money back. I'm going to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think he's well taken care of out there. I saw the little home that he's living in out there in Tampa. It's, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> he's going to be good. So, yeah, there was a sizable bet that came in on the 49ers, though. So that, hap- mm-hmm. that bet came in right before – 
uh, all the rumblings from within the league started to happen about Tom Brady. Yeah, another quarterback who could be on the move is Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. He's going through his legal process right now. Didn't play in 2021 for the Houston Texans. Uh, this is a kind of a, a I don't know if this is a report or what have you, but uh, Dan Staleo, I believe is the name right here. He's okay. reporting that there could be a Commanders-Texans type of trade, and the trade that he has proposing here would be an absolute blockbuster type of trade. I mean, this is talking about dealing the rookie of the year for the defensive side of the ball a year ago, Chase Young, number two overall pick for Washington, possibly a 42nd overall pick plus a third round pick for Deshaun Watson going. So Young and those picks would go to Houston. Watson would go to Washington and play mm-hmm. for the Commanders there. Um, I have not seen this from anywhere else here, uh, but pick 11 would go there to the Washington, uh, rather to the Houston Texans, I should say. Right. Uh, but Watson to Washington. But something like that could be in the works right now, like you're talking about on the golf courses and stuff. <laughs> and Watson is one of the names that we didn't hear much about last year, but could be playing in 2022 and likely would be on the move if he is able to be cleared of all the legal issues that he was going through. Well, you're going to have to get clarity there. Uh, I mean, who knows if criminal charges will be brought against Sean Watson or not. And so uh, you're rolling the dice right there, unless you've investigated in which I can tell you and I can tell our audience right now, the NFL, they do thorough investigations. They do have mm-hmm. um, legal enforcements that, uh, or police enforcements, uh, FBI agents, yep. former. Uh, they, they will investigate this uh, thoroughly and, and vet it out. But I think Deshaun has a no trade clause, too. I believe so. So would he you think he would want to go to the commanders? And the ownership situation out there with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. The, the block might be too hot for all The that. ownership situation <laughs> with the commanders. All right, Dan Saleo, you put this on Twitter. The ownership situation uh, with Snyder, right? And you're going to trade for Deshaun Watson? <laughs> I mean, to, to, to me, the block is a little too hot to combine those things together. You so, talk about <laughs> clueless there for an organization standpoint, right? Yeah, it's not sending the best message oh. uh, by any means here. But do you think a deal like that would be enough to get Deshaun Watson out of Houston? Because we heard that Houston was trying to get three first-round picks last year for Deshaun Watson when Miami was in pursuit of him there. Uh, We don't know if Washington is even on the radar of Deshaun Watson. The only teams that we've heard about that he likes is Miami. It sounds like he has a relationship with Brian Flores Mm -hmm. or so, so maybe with Flores now in Pittsburgh as a defensive assistant. Maybe he likes Pittsburgh. We'll see. They need a quarterback. But would a player, like a a Chase Young, who's an elite player, and a couple draft picks there, being the 11th one, being the, the premier pick, do you think that would be a enough for the Houston Texans to then trade Watson it would be out of the conference too, going to the NFC yeah so this is this is what I'm talking about with the illegal tampering period right here Femi because basically what Houston's trying to do is set the market this mm-hmm. is what it's going to take for Deshaun Watson now are we seriously going to trade him if the, like I said if the commanders trade for Deshaun Watson I mean come on really that's 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 ridiculous <laughs> but if this is setting the market like uh, a player, a premium player like Chase Young, right? Uh, and then an 11th pick in the first round, uh, and then a second round pick, I believe, too, plus a third round pick. So yeah. that's probably the floor of the market, I'm assuming. And that's, that's the type of information that's going to flow now. Like, yeah. if this was coming from the combine when we were closer and all these guys and gals were meeting, then that's different. But, you know, we're, we're still in February, and, and, and it's the commanders. 
and Daniel Snyder. And, oh, my goodness, they're investigating him right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's the thing. That's why I said the, the, the block is hot yes. in Washington. So I'm not sure if you can now add Watson to that oh. mix there. Uh, might, might, might be a, a volcano erupting. <laughs> this could be setting the price, though, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, no, something and, like and, that. And I, it sounds like Houston is – I mean, Watson is there. They're, they're in business of trying to deal him right. and stuff. Because, oh, they, I mean, they're going to. He's never going to play for Houston again. Yeah, and I think that's – now it's just once they get the legal stuff cleared up, then once teams feel comfortable with the legal stuff being cleared up and all that, then how much are they willing to try to uh, trade in terms of assets for a Deshaun Watson? We know he doesn't want to go to Philadelphia. They have the ammunition, but Philadelphia is not on his list for whatever reason that might be. He's not interested in the Eagles as of what we heard last year. Maybe this year is different, but uh, the Eagles will probably have to look for a different uh, quarterback there if they're trying to upgrade from uh, Jalen Hurts. So Watson is a guy. Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy. Tom Brady. Some people are not convinced that he's all the way done. He might return, like you mentioned, go to maybe a San Francisco here. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Denver, you're very active out there in Denver, that's your old stomping grounds. I know the folks are, are dreaming of a two-time uh, back, back-to-back MVP coming to the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, and you look at the Broncos' odds, 16-1, to and that's the team that didn't even make the playoffs. So a lot of people are anticipating Aaron Rodgers' yeah. A.A. Ron getting out to Denver. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Von Miller coming back, too. Uh, I, I think the Rocky Mountain uh, region would love to unite or, or to bring together Aaron Rodgers on the offensive side of the ball and Von Miller on the defensive side of the ball for their football team. Yeah, the odds makers are positioning themselves <laughs> for this potential Rodgers to Denver because they don't want to get caught like mm-hmm. the Brady Bucks thing right. or some people had some monster Bucks tickets at 60-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl there. So you're seeing the Broncos and the Packers at both 16-1. to 1. How about that? Well, on the <laughs> other side, we're going to try to talk about one of these teams that's trying to be the Cincinnati Bengals of this year, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Begin our road to the draft here on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here as we are at the halfway point of BAA. And Pritch, we're one week removed from the NFL season, which begins our road to the 2022 NFL Draft. We're going to be doing this all throughout the springtime here as we lead up to the draft. All 32 teams, we will look at the big picture questions that are plaguing these teams as we enter into the offseason. We'll start no Further than the Jacksonville Jaguars, the number one overall pick is what the Jaguars hold in this year's NFL draft. They did it last year as well, picking Trevor Lawrence. We'll get to him in just a bit here. But the Jags, after one year, had to remove Urban Meyer as the head coach, now have hired Doug Peterson, former Super Bowl winning head coach. Before we get into the team aspect, what do you make of this Peterson hire for the Jags? And how does this bring a little bit more stability to Duval County? Well, you got to think about Peterson, how creative he was as a coordinator with Kansas City. Then he moves on to Philly and then he wins the Super Bowl. So he won a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz as a starter, but then he gets hurt and then a Nick Foles. Yeah. So think about that. Which is an impressive feat now that we fast forward to 2022. Right. And so Trevor Lawrence, obviously a higher and a better prospect than Nick Foles. 
Uh, and, and I think the playbook is something is, that's going to be player-friendly for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is uh, built similar to Nick Foles. He's a big statue quarterback, but he's athletic, uh, more athletic certainly than Nick Foles ever was. But, uh, no, I, I think it's intriguing there. I, I think he'll enjoy the playbook. I, I think he'll enjoy the creativity from Peterson, who played quarterback too. And he'll get some mentorship, which clearly Trevor Lawrence did not get any mentorship last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I don't care how gifted you are or how good you are in college as a player. Uh, you need some mentorship. You need some nuance. You need something taught to you that in that regard to help you flourish as a quarterback in the National Football League. So uh, last year, his rookie season was miserable going into the season. And people forget about this. He had s- shoulder surgery yep. on his left shoulder, but he still had to rehab that. Uh, and then, okay, Where's the learning curve or how steep was it for Trevor Lawrence in the offseason going through a shoulder surgery, battling that and then trying to learn a playbook? And then, oh, by the way, you had an uh, incompetent head coach. Uh, so, <laughs> That's putting it nicely. Right, right. So I, I think Peterson's going to bring the Super Bowl pedigree and structure, but more importantly, the mentorship and nuance uh, that I think is going to be favorable for Trevor Lawrence. Well, yeah, let's stay on the Trevor Lawrence conversation here. Last year, we saw Trevor Lawrence throw for 3,600 yards, only 12 touchdowns versus 17 mm. interceptions, 3-14 and 14 as a starter. Mm-hmm. So it was it was what you would expect from a number one overall pick. He's not the first one to ever struggle. He's not going to be the last one to ever struggle when you take over a franchise that has been a habitual loser. Um, where are you at with Lawrence heading into year two? Is there optimism? I, I read the numbers off, and those numbers just scream like, oh, my gosh, yeah. should, should we be putting up the red flags? But are you optimistic about Lawrence making a jump in a year or two, because like you mentioned, the talent is there. There was a reason why this guy went number one. Yeah, I'm optimistic because I, I think about Trevor Lawrence, and anytime you can kick somebody out the door, then I, I'm going to pay attention to that. Like Tom Brady kicked Drew Bledsoe out the door, right, yeah. and took over that franchise. Well, Trevor Lawrence, I'm trying to remember the quarterback. Kelly that, Bryant in Clemson. In Clemson. It was Kelly Bryant, yeah. right, highly sought-after quarterback. He kicked him out the door. Like, get out of here. This is my team as yeah. a freshman. Uh, And so everybody, okay, when is this guy going to be drafted, right? And and that's Mm -hmm. what we waited for. So he definitely has the ability to do that. Uh, Somebody's got to pull it out of him. Somebody's got to help him get there in the National Football League. And here comes Peterson. This was a good hire, in my opinion, because I like the playbook. But I love the fact that Peterson could probably perhaps pull that out of Trevor Lawrence. So I I think, yes, can he take a leap forward? Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars, they need Trevor Lawrence to take that leap forward. Uh, and this could be the right situation for that to happen. The Jacksonville Jaguars, once again, have the number one overall pick. Lawrence was the number one pick last year. They now have the number one pick this year after having the worst record in the league. They also are equipped with $56 million mm-hmm. in salary cap space here, Pritch. And I outline all of that to ask you this. Now, this might seem crazy, <laughs> but can the Jaguars be this year's Cincinnati Bengals, 100-1 to at BetMGM to win the Super Bowl, do you think that they have the goods to be able to turn things around and make a dramatic run to a Super Bowl? I I mean, you remember the Bengals, they accomplished something with their core offensive players that has not been done in the history of the league. When you had 25, what, four players under the age of 25 years old, uh, a 4,000-yard passer, 2,000-yard receivers, and a 1,000-yard rusher. They don't – the Jacksonville Jaguars, they don't have to make up like that. 
So <laughs> no, they do. <laughs> I, I know, but previously, you know, the Bengals they didn't win a lot of games, right? Was it two wins or something like that? Yeah, it was two wins uh, before, to get Joe Burrow. Right, and they won four, four. games last yeah. year. With Joe Burrow. So, I mean, I think there will be a leap forward, but I'm not going to get crazy uh, and suggest <laughs> that Jacksonville is going to get to the Super Bowl. They're going to be the Bengals uh, of, of this past season, this coming season. Well, you mentioned the leap forward here because I'm interested by this team's win total because, mm-hmm. I mean, with Lawrence now in the fold and Doug Peterson brings some respectability to the head coaching position, I wonder if the win total is going to hover somewhere around maybe six and a half. I mean, you yeah. might see a seven with Jacksonville's win total just right. on the strength of getting an incompetent coach out and bringing a competent coach in. Well, depending on what happens in Indy too, in that division, yeah. I mean, Tennessee, Tennessee's going to be good. Uh, we, we're anticipating that. And then Houston, they're, they're going to be a mess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jacksonville, uh, it gets interesting from the leap forward standpoint or the win total standpoint, but I'm not going to get crazy for the Super Bowl yeah. uh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> it, and it is pretty nuts, but like one of the reasons why, like you outlined, is why I think that this, if there's going to be a team like the Bengals this year, mm-hmm. it would be a team like Jacksonville just because the path in their division, it's not daunting. Yeah. Like, you know, the Colts, we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback next year. The Tennessee Titans, yeah, they're a good team, but they're not some sort of juggernaut, mm-hmm. and we saw that in the playoffs with Cincinnati walking into their building and winning, and then you mentioned the Houston Texans who are just, I mean, they're barely hanging on as a 32nd franchise in the NFL here. Like, let's get real about Houston. So it's almost like Jacksonville, if they can get some good free agency mm-hmm. pieces there, if they can get some good draft, like, what do you think would be their biggest need out in free agency? You've mentioned some guys like J.C. Jackson as a baller at cornerback. Right. There. They have the money to spend to get a J.C. Jackson. Do you think that they will go big game hunting next month? Well, I mean, can they entice a big playmaker to get out there? Like, Mike Williams is a playmaker, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a free agent, a uh, receiver from the Chargers. Chris Godwin, too. Godwin, which – Coming off an ACL, yeah. but I mean Williams to me would fit perfectly in that offense, uh, and it's Trevor Lawrence. I mean they're going to have Travis Etienne healthy this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm intrigued by him. He reminds me uh, of one of those one of those <laughs> running backs. He's <laughs> yeah, he's one of those. He's a dude, huh? He, yeah, he is. He is. I'm looking forward to watching him play. But there there was no dynamic nature to that offense, and, and certainly you can blame it all on on the quarterback. But uh, if, if you get the quarterback right, which I think Peterson will. Now you need playmakers and, you know, Marvin Jones, you know, people like that. But if you can go out there and get a premium playmaker, because we saw that with the, with the Bengals, yeah. they drafted Jamar Chase five overall. And okay. That elevated every, every, every other situation they had offensively already in place. Would you go offensive line in the draft? You're holding that number one overall pick. There's been talks of maybe Evan Neal, the Alabama offensive tackle, yeah. maybe Aiden Hutchinson. Maybe they go defense and go defensive end, the edge rusher out of Michigan. Where would you go? Like, what do you think is the more pressing need? Is it the O-line for the uh, ja- Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. or is it maybe the defensive line getting a big-time playmaker? I, I, yeah, I mean, offensively, I, I'd probably look at the draft, and Evan Neal is at the top. The thing about Jacksonville, what they got to be conscious of is, okay, who's going to try to trade up? Uh, because you think about premium players in premium positions, like how many people are going to want Evan Neal and what are they going to give you to move up to that spot, that kind of thing? Because uh, can you go through free agency and find a few offensive linemen? Because that's where Jacksonville is. Like uh, if if they go out and draft well and build, I, I, that makes sense. But if they go out and overspend for a premium left tackle or right tackle, okay, what are you doing, right? Because yeah. you still have so much other – that you need to spend money on. You need to find more other players out there as in particular. So 
I, they need a lot of help everywhere, defensively and, and offensively. But I can see them uh, going the draft route with Evan Neal, though, at tackle. Yeah, it seems almost kind of like a tricky situation for Jacksonville because there are going to be some offensive linemen available in mm -hmm. free agency. Ryan Jensen, the center right. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he will be a free agent. Teron Armstead, the offensive tackle for the New Orleans Saints. Brandon Scherf, the guard for the Commanders. Mm -hmm. Like all those, like you could easily retool an offensive line quickly if you just spent the money, but it's almost like those guys are like around that 29 to 30, 31 age. So, they would not be on the same timeline right. as like the Trevor Lawrence. And by the time you maybe feel good about the quarterback, those guys might be aging at that point. So it's kind of the tricky needle in a haystack. You're trying to thread the needle almost of getting guys who will help you, but also on the same timeline of your young nucleus. Yeah, so those names that you just mentioned, they would fit with Cincinnati. They really would. Right? They really Could would. Add those names to Cincinnati's roster. And now Talk you're talking about, about there you go. There you go. So <laughs> you're right. You're right. So when you think about it that way, do you add it to Jacksonville? Does Jacksonville do that? Or uh, does that make more business sense for Cincinnati to go that route with those veteran players? Yeah, no, it's going to be a very fascinating offseason for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are hoping to just find some competence after letting go of Urban Meyer. Our trip on the road to the draft heads to Motor City. Talking Detroit Lions on the other side. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Customers can score big with special offer on the NBA All-Star Game. Simply place a $25 wager on the game and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use for any other NBA wager. Just opt into the promotion, place your bet, and enjoy the All-Star Game like never before with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Get a piece of the NBA action all season long with the king of sportsbooks. Sign in to your BetMGM account today to receive a $10 free bet on the NBA when you bet $25 on the All-Star game tonight in Cleveland. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Opt-in required. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard coming to you from the VEASAN studios 
here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And Pritch, our road to the draft, the first stop was Duval County, Jacksonville. Now we're going up north, Pritch. Pack your jacket. We're going to the Motor City. We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions, the owners of the number two overall draft pick. And just when you look at Detroit last season, 3-13-1 overall. But, man, this team was absolutely <laughs> lovely at the betting window. 10-6-1, I believe it was, against the spread for the Detroit Lions. I mean, this – it was – it just goes to show they were the tryhards of the season because right. they weren't winning t- games. They're not talented. But, I mean, that cover percentage there, they were very, very profitable for betters. And it just goes to show what they were like as a team and the culture being implemented by Dan Campbell in year one. You know, it really was an impressive draw- job by Dan Campbell. I mean, not only that situation, the the makeup of the team, the culture that he had to change, you know, the press conference, everybody wants to talk about the kneecaps thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but – you know, you got to – Anthony Lynn was the offensive coordinator. Dan Campbell took over play-calling duties. And so they had to they had to work through that. Mm-hmm. Like, Anthony Lynn, a former head coach, and all of a sudden you just took away his offensive coordinator job, and now he's gone anywhere. He's, back, he's in San Francisco now. Yep. But think about that behind the scenes that not only those players were dealing with, but that coaching staff was dealing with at the same time. And so you mentioned a 3-13-1 record, but impressive uh, at the betting window, and I agree with you. Uh, But I'm looking for bigger things because if Dan Campbell can withstand that, that type of turbulence, that type of situation within his coaching staff and his team, what is he going to be able to accomplish if everything goes smoothly? Like Mm -hmm. say they upgrade a talent, which they will. They'll get free agents, who knows. Uh, And then they'll go out and draft well. And, And so you'll see an improvement there. Now, not going to get nuts, odds to win a Super Bowl and stuff like that, but improvement within the division because the division is going to be different. Improvement within the league because the NFC, they get the extra home game this year. Yep. So you got 17-game schedule. And, and, you know, in particular, you think uh, if, if people get excited about the team up in Detroit, uh, what the fan base could be like. And, and if they knock it out the park with the draft, which I think they will, uh, if they get it right that way, then, you know, this team – uh, Detroit uh, is one of those teams that could be on the rise next year. Yeah, restore the roar is what they're trying to do <laughs> okay. in the Motor City with the Detroit Lions. I want to ask you about the draft here in just yeah. a little bit, but let's start with the quarterback, Jared Goff. They made this trade for Jared Goff, I believe it was like about a year ago today. Brad Holmes, who used to be out there in L.A. as a front office executive, now the general manager in Detroit. And Jared Goff is under contract until 2025. Mm. This year it was clear that they were not looking to compete. They were just like, all right, let's just com- let's compete in games but we're not going to tr- – in terms of competing, we're not going to win a lot of games. So Goff will be a guy that kind of helps us evaluate some of the other pieces that we have because he's started a number of games in the NFL. Do you think that we see Goff under center once again for the Lions in 2022? And for how long do we see Jared Goff? And possibly do they look at maybe getting another quarterback, whether through the draft or right. maybe through free agency? I think they go get another quarterback for competition. Uh, I think you'll see a competition emerge out of Detroit. I, I don't – you can't be set – that Derek Goff is the future of your team. Um, you can't because he's not that type of quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, you, it, it gets difficult, Femi, because for guys like this who was supposed to be the franchise quarterback with the Rams and the Rams didn't even want him anymore, it's kind of like Jalen, uh, James Winston, right? When mm-hmm. Once you're that franchise quarterback, can you ever be a franchise quarterback somewhere else uh, if it doesn't work out in the original place? Uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, I mean, we can go down the list, right? I mean, it's, it's just 
I, I think it's over for Jared Goff in that regard. I think, I mean, if you're Detroit, you have to bring in competition just for respect in the locker room too. And as a player, as a free agent, you look for opportunities like that. So think about the free agent quarterbacks that are looking to take a job somewhere. Like there's a job open in Detroit. At least that's my mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go out there and beat, beat out there, uh, Jared Goff here. So I, if you're Detroit, you have to be thinking about your franchise that way. So, yeah, long term, I don't think Jared Goff uh, should be up there in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's almost just like a bridge kind of caliber quarterback. It's like, all right, we want to have a guy who will help us evaluate, mm-hmm. like, the receivers, the offensive line. Because Jared Goff can run an offense. He's played a number of games. He started 83 games in the NFL. So he's not going to be overwhelmed by what's happening there. So at least it allows you to kind of evaluate these things versus playing a guy who has no starts. And it's like, okay, we can't even evaluate anybody because we can't even have a quarterback can't even spit the plays out. You know, <laughs> it's like at least Goff is competent yeah. in that regard. Last year, Jared Goff, 19 touchdowns. Eight interceptions, threw for 3,200 yards and 14 starts, mm. three, 10, and one as a starter here. Would you entertain, if you're the Lions, possibly taking a quarterback number two overall? Or do you maybe look at a positional player, one of those edge rushers, which it is pretty top heavy at the draft with Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, the guy out of Oregon? Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't even think about a quarterback with that pick <laughs> with this year's <laughs> draft. So, yeah, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, like, that's knocking it out the park. He's a Michigan guy right down the road. Uh, he, the pedigree's there, too. And and if I, I saw him at the College Football Hall of Fame dinner out here. Uh, this guy's a mountain man. Uh, and, and he's agile enough, and, and he reminds you of a Bosa. Uh, he does remind you of those larger-sized edge guys that can actually play some linebacker if you need them to play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can move them around the line of scrimmage, too. So, you know, I – that's knocking it out the park to me if you're Detroit. Uh, they better not draft the quarterback with number two <laughs> uh, because you can find competition for Jared Goff through free agency, like Mitch Trubisky or somebody like that. I mean, yep. the whole franchise quarterback thing, that discussion, like I go back to Carson Wentz. He's still looking, right? And, um, you know, you, you think about these quarterbacks like that where it didn't work out somewhere when they drafted you to be their franchise quarterback. That, that gets really difficult. And that's what I'm encountering or thinking about. Uh, that Jared Goff is going to encounter out there in Detroit. Yeah, some of the free agent quarterbacks you talked about there, Mitch Trubisky being one of them. I'm kind of intrigued by Trubisky, actually. Still young, only 27 years old for Trubisky there. So it's – and we saw what happened with Chicago, Matt Nagy. Like, clearly Mm -hmm. there was some stuff going on there. Um, I don't know if he was maybe in over his head as a head coach or what have you, but Trubisky in the preseason – I know it's preseason, but when he was with Buffalo, looked pretty sharp there in the preseason. So maybe he's a guy with his mobility. He's got some talent there. He was picked number two overall by the Bears. So maybe that's a guy that they look for, one of those veteran young guys. I mean, you got Jameis Winston still out there, but New Orleans might want to bring him back after their quarterback situation after he got hurt – Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a free agent, but the hip issue that he's still dealing with, Andy Dalton in the same division is a free agent. I don't know if that's going to really inspire many people out there. Uh, Terod Taylor, I mean, the list goes along along, like Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, who you've talked about. Um, One of those guys you think is where you would kind of target to bring in competition for a guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because I think uh, if you go, you're not going to draft a quarterback in this year's draft at that high up. Uh, maybe in a second round, you, you could look at quarterback competition from that in that regard, um, which there would be some <laughs> for yeah. Jared Goff or against Jared Goff. But uh, it, it's like the Ryan Tannehill thing, you know, from arriving in, in Tennessee. And it's like 
how good do you feel about Tennessee and their chances of winning a Super Bowl, even with Ryan Tannehill, even though they've gone to the playoffs three years in a row? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it just – they were a number one seed, and it just didn't feel like they're a Super Bowl caliber team, you know? And so – that's the feel I have for that type of player. Uh, but, no, through the draft, they, they have to get it right with uh, Hutchinson, in my opinion. 150 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> no, I'm not touching that. <laughs> he said, not absolutely not. Nope, not touching absolutely that. Absolutely nope. not for Pritch nope. there. But the division is in a little bit of flux there, if, yeah. especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. Then you're talking about Minnesota, who you're not super high on. Mentioned Kirk Cousins is not a guy you see in that light. We don't know what we're going to make of Chicago. Matt Eberflus now in his first year mm-hmm. as head coach Justin Fields entering year two. Could be a division that's there for the taking. And what we saw Detroit and Dan Campbell do was compete. It was. And maybe they can steal a division maybe in uh, 2022. It's possible, right? Uh, you know, and that's what we love about the National Football League. But from a betting standpoint, I'm not going to – even use 1% of my big role on that one. Um, but this is, this is a 0% play. Right. I will say, I will say, you know, it gets intriguing after the whole uh, tampering thing that we're going to go through and experience mm-hmm. what happens when free agency approaches too. Like in a month from now, ask me that question. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back <laughs> with the Detroit Lions in terms of their offseason. Uh, on the other side, we're going to circle back to college basketball. We've reached halftime in a number of the early slate games. We'll discuss it here. It's Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 